Welcome back to SEN Fridays at the top end, 16, 11 a.m. Thanks to Rain and Horn, Darwin. We will love your listing. Robbie, the all-important NTFL power rankings. It is time for that. Now, this is where you rank the sides based on their form and their potential and where you think they might end up and just how they're playing, not necessarily where their ladder position is. So let's start at the bottom this week. Let's start with your worst-performed side in the comp at the moment, number nine. Number nine will be Tiwi Bombers. Um, I think, uh, do you guys think the honeymoon's over? I think it is a bit. I think somewhat, but I think that's determining on the availability of players like Sam Darley. Obviously, he had that suspension. Harley mm. Bennell, players like that. Tiwi are much better with a little bit of a interstate boost. Yeah, three or four weeks ago, this looked like an, uh, an alarm bell game for St. Mary's going over the islands, but now it's been moved to TIO for a couple of different reasons. Mm. And yeah, I just I have Tiwi now at nine, and I just don't think they're going to win too many more now. I think the good thing about Tiwi, though, is the positive is they played a lot of kids on the weekend and they still were pretty competitive. They didn't get blown out of the park like we've seen in previous years by that 150-plus points. So there's definitely improvement in the Tiwi Bombers, and which is good to see. So, you know, they're bleeding some younger boys and getting more minutes into them. And if they continue that for the next couple of years, they're going to come back up our powerhouse we know them as. Yeah, I'm just worried the community's not too keen on keen when on, they're yeah, going bad and yeah. that's sort of what's happening. And But they didn't do any development for 10 years, so what do they expect? It's a very, this, this, might be the, this might be the start of that. So. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, it's a very complicated situation. And I think in fairness to Tiwi, this is like the top eight teams. They, we've never had a better top eight teams. Like, who is the second? If they're the worst team, who's the second worst team in the comp? What, somebody like, obviously we'll get to that soon, someone like a pint. Pint beat St. Mary's this year. So it's yeah. a very competitive competition and if Tiwi were playing in any other year who knows they could have done they could have done a lot better let's go mm. through number eight very very quickly Rob no number eight's Pints um, they have been competitive and doing like doing well but they're not they haven't been putting four quarters of footy together you can't always have it your way but you know they have they've lost a couple of games they you know, could have won probably so with Pint obviously they have that home ground advantage on the Ant Hill out at the Pint Arena and Look, I think Pine have been very, very positive this year, but I'm very interested in who you have as your top seven, including a bit of a surprise at number seven. Plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays at the Top End. Welcome back to SEN Fridays at the Top End, 16, 11 a.m. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin. We will love your listing. Robbie, we are going through the NTFL power rankings, and you had Tiwi Bombers as nine, Pint as eight. Bit of a surprise at number seven. Number seven's Nycliffe, so I was wow. I was very big on Nycliffe remaining in the top three, but after seeing them closely the other night, um, they have doing a bit of soul searching this week, going away with the bye. Mm. But I'm just I'm jumping off now. Um, they're six games out of the top five, and they're flying in blokes every week. State leaguers that is just not they're not performing to the level that you'd expect. That's a big call because I don't think anyone would have saw this coming even a couple of weeks ago, Rob. No. They were close to St. Mary's about a fortnight ago. They could have beaten Darwin Buffaloes if they kicked a bit straighter. They've had inaccuracy in front of goal. They haven't had their full team in yet. Do you really think you can justify Nycliffe as the seventh worst team in the comp? Are you ruling them out of making the finals? Yeah, at the moment I'm ruling them out of the finals perhaps. May I don't know if I'm on that wagon. But let's just put it this way. I'll say that they won't win the premiership or be in the grand final right yep. now. I'll put, yeah, I'll put myself on the line for that one because they're not going to make top three. It's going to be miraculous now for them to get back in it. Um, and just flying blokes in, it's just, yeah, I just don't think, they're, they're just hoping for chemistry at the moment. Yeah, so I think you've explained that really well. You don't think they can win the premiership or make the grand final. Is that because of the personnel? You don't think their ceiling is as high as they were in other years? Or you just don't think that they're gelling right? You think there could be potentially distractions with Chris Bax and the can situation um, and everything else that's going on at the club? So is it more of a personnel thing or more just with how the club's tracking? 
Oh, I just think how the club's tracking and then they've got the points issue where they mm. can't play their best side. They're playing, you know, players from the resis that aren't, you know, they're not superstars and they've got some really good players in the resis that, you know, kicked, you know, I think they had a bloke kick seven goals on the weekend last week. So they, they can't fit them in because they, mm. they haven't developed the next crop of players, It's a bit of a juggling act. Number yeah, six. it is. Number six is Wanderers. So Wanderers did beat Nycliffe on the weekend, and I think Wanderers are starting to click a bit better than what Nycliffe are, so that's why I justify having Wanderers over Nycliffe right now. And But they, they are leaving themselves with a, you know, a lot to chase after, and Nycliffe and Wanderers are both going to have to beat Buffs to put themselves in that category. Wanderers are the team, though, that if they need to go on a run and get that momentum behind them, they can do that. Some teams can't, or some teams use are happy riding off. Wanderers you can never fully ride off given given what they've done in previous years. Do you think there's any chance at all of making the finals? I think there's a slight chance, but I'm more that they're not going to make it. Just with five losses now, they're going to have to go probably eight wins, eight losses to get through to the finals. So that means they're going to have to win, you know, five, five, three, and they've got some good sides they have to beat. And as we keep saying, there's no easy wins this year mm, in the NTFL competition. Number five. Number five is the Buffs. The buffs. So I was sort of big on them two weeks ago. I thought they were going to be, you know, provide a bit more. Um, they were disappointing on the weekend, and obviously, like, there's a few things that frustrated me in that game. And I've got them at five now. I think offensively, they're one of those really good sides, but defensively, they fundamentally fall down. So what frustrated you? Is it just that? Is it just an extension on this? Their uh, lack of defensive. It's, yeah, it's it's what I did said didn't said in the commentary. Um, eight minutes in, I thought the Grenfell matchup should have been changed, and I said that on the on the commentary, and they left it. And um, that, at that stage, Grenfell kicked one two. By the uh, end of the day, he kicked seven four. And you think they may have had a matchup buffs for him? Oh, they've got a bloke uh, Ryan Pendlebury in the midfield. That's a VFL um, State League mm. Team of the Year key back defender. Yeah. Yeah. So they had the three midfielders who were good. Brew Pendles. And Robinson helped themselves to 90 possessions, but I didn't see where it went too much. Yeah, and with Pendlebury as well, like offensively, I've seen him by himself a lot, calling for the footy, screaming for the footy, and, and the bus boys just didn't look for that little short 45 kick, and you could see the frustration on him. So for him to have an impact on that game, you would have just put him on the best forward. He could, he would have you know, stopped mm. Grenfell, at least competed. Yeah. Grenfell took about seven uncontested marks, I think, so... Yeah, he was just too big and strong, so oh, Pendlebury yeah. would have been perfect. Yep. So Buffs have gone one and one in the past two weeks, but I look at Dylan Lant, 37 disposals, and Brody Philo had 30-plus. Can teams, and not just the Buffaloes, can teams let players of that calibre just run around freely? No, I don't think so. Um, maybe at Philo, back in the day with Nycliffe was stronger, you probably would want to put more effort into Philo. I think Lance the one, but having a midfielder that's able to run with Lance and is going to sacrifice their game in each side is going to be very hard to come across, I think. Yeah. I don't think any of those three midfielders I mentioned from Buffs are going to want to do it. Well, you'd almost need a specialist stopper type to go with someone like Dylan Lance. He's that athletic. Um, I think you back Brew and Robinson and Pendlebury and those guys to win their own game, but potentially a Vrodos or something like that. that. They do have a few options. Yeah, and saying that with those three midfielders, I wouldn't have those three midfielders all on at once. And structurally? Did. Structurally, and they're all the same type. They really lacked having Jared Stokes in there, some pace and spread that could have got St. Mary's back on the back foot offensively. Yeah, Jared's obviously a big out. Yeah, it was a massive week. out, yeah. Number four. Number four is the Palmy Magpies. So there are some issues, like there are some things that Raph's, me and Raph are going to talk about later. That, that's why I've got them at four, but they could easily finish second or third in my opinion. Um, they had seven XAFL on the, um, last week as well playing. So they're in a premiership window right now. Um, so, yeah, I've got them at four. They were sort of on the ropes last weekend. I think they were six in your power rankings. Palmerston, to me, are a team that 
they're always in that premiership window just because their ceiling is going to be so high. You can't have... I think they've had 10 players that have been on AFL lists at their disposal. 10 players who have been at, played AFL um, have been playing for Palmerston this year. So just mm. that alone makes you wonder. Like, they've come off a win against Southern Districts too, who, who will come up shortly in our power rankings. But their best is very, very good, isn't it? Yeah, their best is, you know, almost in the best in the competition. But... The way they sort of were against St. Mary's, I think that was a learning curve for them, though. Yep. I do think they're going to turn the corner, but I think there's some interesting things happening behind doors. I probably could have them third, but I've got them fourth because of that reason, and we'll touch on that later. Number three. Number three is Southern Districts. Um, I'm, I'm saying Southern Districts with no confidence, mind you. Um, they've got some very good state leaguers, but their bottom six drop off drastically, and I see that a few of them are still playing. I think that's going to hold them in, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure on districts at the moment. Big game this weekend, isn't it, Districts Wanderers? Big game this weekend. I'm, I'm leaning towards Wanderers in this one. Um, so That will cause chaos to the power ranking. It will, yeah, it will, and it'll put Wanderers back in that, you know. <laughs> they'll still leave them outside the top five, in my opinion, but it's going to drop districts down if that happens. Number two, there's been a change. It's been a change. I've gone with Waratahs at number two. So I've showed some balls here. I've moved Tars to two. So... Tars are putting together some good performances without doing a four-quarter performance. Mm. They're up by eight goals to pints and end up winning by two. Um, and it's sort of like the old saying, you know, like if you back a horse and, you know, it, it loses, it comes storms home and loses by length. It's like you're still, you know, you, and it's like, oh, only if it had, only yeah. if you had a few more metres, you <laughs> know, 50 more metres. doesn't work that way. Waratahs are timing it to perfection. And yeah. they've got a very good side in this week, I think, judging from what they've named. Number one. Number one, St. Mary's. I think they're the best side in the competition Are right now. Are they back now. as your premiership favourites? I think so. I've had uh, financial investments on them. So <laughs> they would only let me put an X amount of money on it, though, so they know I'm cashing in. But, um, yeah, I just think defensively is the biggest thing for me. Um, the way you attack and the way you defend is obviously very important. And defensively, they just pair off a lot better than any other side. Waratahs do pair off well, but I think Saints have that pace edge. And I don't think Waratahs have addressed that pace issue. That annoying thing about Saints, too, is you just know they're not going to let you down in the finals. Like, it's not like, oh, well, maybe come finals, a few of their players won't do this or won't do that. Saints always rise. You've got Lant, Paredes, very experienced players up here. If Waratah played St. Mary's tomorrow, both teams full strength, who are you backing? If it's a dry day, I'm backing Saints. If it's a wet day, it brings Tars back into it. Um, I do think the pace of St. Mary's is a worry. But also a worry at St. Mary's is... Their depth, I don't think they've got great depth in the Magoos. I agree. They lost to Palmerston the other week, which is, like, I think, one of the first times they've ever lost to Palmerston in the last 10 years. So I don't think their depth's there. So three or four blokes go out, they're going to be really found out. But their best side at the moment, I think, is the best side. I think Saints have done that before. I know Saints have had squads before where they've had top 30 players really good, but then they say that 30 to 40 has dropped off. I know Saints traditionally mm. haven't had Division One teams that have been absolutely dominant, yeah. like, say, a Nycliffe or a Waratah have. So... I have a sneaky suspicion that Saints might be able to combat those depth issues and, and we'll put aside on the park that any other opposition team in the NTFL will be very, very worried about. Raf, you'd be pretty happy with how the Saints are travelling at the moment? Yeah, mate, and I was very surprised in that game on the weekend. Um, but, yeah, like you said, they're going from strength to strength and they're starting to click that back line like we spoke about. Mm -hmm. um, Green, long, starting mm. to set up. And I think the best thing Saints have is, is a genuine stopper. So you get a dangerous mid. You Kieran Parnell. Kieran Parnell, mm. he's... And he's happy to sacrifice his game. Um, you've seen in finals before. Where you know, Blokes like Green are accountable yeah. as well. They're good defenders. Yeah. They're so not just your rebounders. I think there's not many clubs that have a genuine stopper mm. and someone who's willing to sacrifice their game and not get a kick to stop the best player. So, you know, hats off to Kieran Parnell because he does everything you ask him and he's one of the best taggers in the comp, or if maybe the only. So, mm. 
that's um, Saints' real big, um, uh, what do you call it, card up their sleeve they have as Parnell being that bloke. That's yeah. hilarious, isn't it? Maybe the only tagger in the comp. Yeah. <laughs> that's every good tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that.